1: I'm Alan Watts, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on September the 9th, 2009. Newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. Scroll down there. You'll see all the other sites I have up. And bookmark them for future use in case the big servers, as they frequently do, go down. And that way, you can always pull one of the sites up for the latest shows, which are always uploaded at night for free. And you have a whole bunch to choose from. There's CuttingThrough.Jenkins.com, There's cuttingthroughthematrix.net.us.ca. There's Alan Watt, cuttingthroughthematrix.ca. And there's also Alan Watt, sentient EU. That last one has the same audios, but it also has an edition of printed transcripts. You can print up, I should say, uh, written in the various languages of Europe and Scandinavia. And we even have Finnish uh, translators in now as well. And so if you want to try your hand at translating, uh, get in touch with me, Alan Walt, cutting Through at yahoo.com, and we'll see what we can do. And I know it's very difficult to translate directly uh, from one language to another. You often have to add certain uh, words, etc., to try and get the same uh, emotion or, or impetus behind things into the, the phrase. So that's okay. I give leeway for you to do it. I don't bite anyone's heads off for any kind of grammatical mistakes and so on like that. And remember that you bring me to you, you the listeners, the ads on this show, pay for the show. It pays RBN directly and they have their own staff to, to pay and their equipment and their and their bills and all the rest of it. So it's up to you, the listeners, to keep me going and you can do so by going into my website, com. You'll see different ways to to buy things on the website. I have a few books for sale and CDs and DVDs and so on. And you can also uh, donate. There's PayPal buttons there. You can donate by any means you want. Uh, you can do personal check, U.S. and Canada. There's international postal money order. You don't have a bank account in the U.S. And there's also Western Union, MoneyGram, and just a PayPal as well. And some people just send cash that gets through as well. So well, those are the ways you can do it. For those who just get the discs uh, passed around at events and so on, they don't use computers, they play them in their CD players, uh, you can get in touch with me at Alan Watt, Site 41, Box 4, Estere, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. And the postal code is P as in Peter, the number 3, E as in Elizabeth, the number 4, N as in Nora, and the number one, P3E4N1. And it's essential that you do help me out because believe you me, uh, this, uh, this is f- full time. Whatever I do here is full time. It's most of the time. There's just, just a little bit left for sleeping because every night you've got emergencies and I've gone through some of them with the websites, not expanding my bandwidth, et I and actually contact them even though I'm on unlimited I have to contact them to remind them to up the bandwidth. It's supposed to be done automatically, but I'm the only person the planet apparently doesn't apply to, you see. And then I've got uh, the same problems with uh, ExploreNet, the great satellite company that rents space from Hughes Military Industrial, Industrial Complex, and they're cutting me back even on I'm paying the same amount of money. I'm getting less and less and less service. They punish me, in fact. They actually punish me by putting me on a, a rollover thing that cuts me off because they say I'm using too much even though they can't tell you what the limit is Uh, it's just a big mystery and there's nowhere. you can't find anybody in the whole company to tell me what my limit is it's like a rubber band you see and uh, so you have problems all the time but I fight through it all it's up to you to help me and keep me going back after this break Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix. As I was mentioning about ExploreNet, you know, it's amazing these big companies now. You see, everything is public private. It's almost like having a a world socialist system. Exactly what Carl Quigley said would happen eventually, where corporations merge literally with government. And they've been doing it for an awful long time, because most politicians at the top uh, of the ladder are all parties have uh, been CEOs of big international corporations and they, they do this sort of musical chairs in and out of politics and back as CEOs and they're all tied up. Even the FDA in the States is completely comprised of people who've um, worked for the big pharma companies, uh, spokespeople, top spokespeople and propagandists and here they are supposedly regulating your food and your drugs etc and then they're back in as a CEO of, of, of uh, a pharma company or a food company. That's exactly what's happened. It's the same with all other businesses, too. And in socialized systems, I just might call it socialist fascist. It's all the same, you see, because remember that uh, Mussolini ran the the Italian... This is where fascism first came from, it's applied to Mussolini's system, and uh, he was the the editor of the the socialist uh, uh, newspaper for Italy before he became um, the grand commander of the whole country and uh, it's all the same thing it's it's basically a a massive bureaucratic system that runs all the masses underneath them and in socialized systems we're finding it all the time um, when you complain anywhere about anything they come down on you like a ton of bricks kaboom you know you complain about anything uh, that's it you're a nuisance if you complain yesterday i read an article where a woman had her child taken away young girl who would got one of the Gardasil-type inoculations. They ch- keep changing the names once it gets a bad name, like Riddle, and they, they change it to different names and so on. And she got one of these in, uh, injections and ended up paralyzed. And they're trying to say it's all in their mind uh, because she's trying to please her mummy in some strange way because uh, social workers love to grab new psychiatric terms and they see it everywhere they, they look. You know, to suddenly see that everywhere they look. That's... Uh, actually, the headline in the paper was that don't complain or, or agencies will retaliate. They'll, they'll come for you. They're doing it, you see. And it's the same with explore nets. You start off at a certain speed and you can actually, you could actually watch a three minute video uh, initially for the first two months and now you can't. You see, they punish you because that's, you, 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 you're taking up their bandwidth. Mind you, you're paying for it. They take your money every month, but they just don't want you using it. And so you're becoming a nuisance, and that's exactly how the whole system is becoming now. And it'll get worse and worse. Believe you me, because really in socialist uh, countries like Canada, if you stand in a checkout counter uh, queue and uh, and you and you ask why the one next to you is lying vacant, there's no one there, they'll all look at you. Like even the people in the queue will look at you like, oh, you spoke, you spoke. Like a, oh, it's a no-no. You just don't ruffle feathers in socialist systems, and everyone's been trained right now not to do it. You're supposed to be ultra-polite at all times, and when people like ExploreNet say, well, you see, you've been naughty, you've used excess bandwidth here, and then you ask them a really naughty question, and that's, that's really gall when you ask them a naughty question, like, well, what is my bandwidth, and how much is my, how much my love? We can't tell you that. Why? Because no one knows. You see, you're marked down as a nuisance. You come a plane. And they cut you off, which they actually did one night after I mentioned it on the air. And then they blamed my system, my satellite system, which cost me lots of dough to get a guy come out here and go through it all and replace parts. It didn't need it, obviously. And and sure enough, once society working again, I was getting cut back down until Megan the other night at Exploronate for the first time admitted, yes, yeah, you do get cut back. You, you are on the list. <sighs> I am naughty. I complain in a socialist system. <sighs> Terrible person, isn't it? And that's the whole thing about socialism, you see. It truly is a, a system that is completely intolerant of anyone who complains. Intolerance. You are a troublemaker if you complain, and it's all part of training you into this new world order scenario, where they've envisaged it at the top. You see, uh, as, as a, a, a world of the masses at the bottom, all just doing what they're told to do. That's what they call utopia But you just do what you're told to do by all those in authority, and and you, you worship all the green stuff and you make sacrifices like becoming. You see, they're richer than any federal banks. And they are federal bankers as well, you find. And they are world bankers, but they run this parallel government that they've planned, and they put their own boys in to governments. They own the the Council on Foreign Relations, they own the Royal Institute of International Affairs. They're all set up at the same time, under the same umbrella and they were all planned out how to get it done and it's massive propaganda it will work wonders as people suddenly go green you see apparently it it hits you overnight I mentioned that last night you wake up in the morning and your spouse has got a a slight tinge of green on their cheeks you know then they start hugging trees and stuff and and, and kneeling in front of shrubs yeah and then they they cut all meat out of their their, and then they want to walk everywhere and, and jog you see Although, personally, I think jogging would make you emit more CO2. They'll probably tax you more on that in the future. But you should be grateful that you're paying for it, you see, into the carbon taxes. And this is how ridiculous this whole new economy has been designed to be. But people will take it seriously. And neighbors will turn in neighbors if they think, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're not paying enough. They're, they're, using, they're committing more carbon than the rest of us in this whole street. I'm not kidding you. That This is how silly people are at the bottom. Remember, the majority of the people are really in the matrix. They're really in the matrix. And you remember in the, the practice matrix where Neo is taken into by Morpheus, the, change, like the guy who changes all the time, Morpheus. And uh, Morpheus reminds him, he says, everyone you see, these ordinary people, are your enemy just as much as the agents are, and unless they wake up to reality. Because their whole reality has been given to them, and it's fake. And you'd be surprised, the average person has never thought anything through at all. They truly, truly listen to that TV and their mainstream news, and they believe everything that they're told. They can't imagine anyone telling them such massive, whopping lies. They can't imagine that, because they would never do it. And who would possibly go to such incredible scheming lens to, to con the whole world no one would do that that's how they think that's simply how they think amazing eh and now of course we're watching uh, the plans of the Huxleys and different ones that, and uh, the Bertrand Russells that said it would be lovely, it'd be lovely to, to use pharmacology and drug the public uh, make it mandatory you know, well, we've watched it with the children it started with the children Mandating drugs for, for children to ask questions. Oh, they're hyper. They ask the teacher questions. And you know, it's mainly boys because they don't act like girls. They don't sit quiet. They shuffle about and jump up and down. So they've got to get drugged, you see. They're hyper. And uh, they shrink their brain and all that. They know all this stuff. But they don't want future leaders in this world. Future leaders are a problem. That's what Bertrand Russell says. Bertrand Russell says that we can't win them over to our side by big scholarships and big money. Getting them into the inside and getting them cut off their, from their relatives, he says, we'll have to eliminate them. Because with a brain and information, those people can literally go out into the street and get through to the masses. They become a problem. We're, we're going along a planned course here. Can't you see that? What's amazing, too, with the general population, when you show them evidence of this, and you say, well, isn't it kind of strange this guy who, who was the head of the big think tanks but said this is what they want to do and, and here's what they're doing today and you show them evidence of what they're doing today. Isn't it amazing they're both the same? They've actually done this and this and this. And this. They'll still think it's all coincidence. It's their whole life. is just one big coincidence after another. And it's no, there's no point wasting your time in them. Those are people are called the, the dead. They've never been awake in their lives. They're nice, decent people. They care about others that fall on the street or help them up and so on. But they're completely oblivious of any reality. And they're dangerous because they turn each other in. This article here is from the Huffington Post, July 26, by Dr. Peter Bregan. From the the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, to GSK, the dangerous partnership between government and Big Pharma. Exactly what I was talking about there. It says, it says, go to gsk.com and click on the latest press release, and then click on Dan Troy appointed Senior Vice President and General Counsel for Glasgow Smith-Klein. Stayed July 22, 2008. And I'll read what's happening because I've put all these boys on board governance. And I'll read this after I come back from this break. This is Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix reading an article from the Huffington Post, and it's from 2008, July 26, and it's it's talking about big pharma being in bed with government. Now, they are really joined at the hip as they want to drug all the populace through mandatory laws, etc. and you have to take these pills, and you have to take these shots, and you have to, have to, have to, and all the rest of it. Um, I mean, where is this written in anybody's constitution uh, that we have to do what uh, private international corporations, that are out for profit, say? It's nowhere, of course. But you see, we're now under governance. to claim preemption, the principle that a company cannot be sued for negligence in the development of a product if the product has been approved by the FDA. We'll see how they got through that. They put their own boys in the FDA. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? The principle will soon be tested in front of the U.S. Supreme Court if the court upholds presumptive preemption become impossible to hold drug companies responsible for their rampant negligence in the developing and marketing of their products. Wasn't that a wonderful thing for a private company to be able to do? Just walk into government, sit on a seat on a board, preempt yourself from any lawsuits, and then go back to your company, and you have that big joyful celebration they just said at the top of the page there. Isn't it wonderful? You know, the average, again, person who lives in the land of the dead... And watches soaps and things and, and drama movies about uh, authorities out catching terrorism, and they can't sleep at night because the bad guys are out. They don't realise that the system is t- entirely different. It runs on corruption. It's called corruption, and that's been like that for an awful long time, absolute corruption. But old Sam Bronfman got the politicians in the U.S. and all by all the all the big uh, Christian organisations. To bring in prohibition. No more boozing. Everybody was going to be nice and, uh, and sober all the time. Uh, and of course, Brompton, the family was living in Canada at the time. It's, it already set up the route to bring in the homemade smuggled booze and the stuff that was making folk go blind. He used to put car battery acid in, barrels that he brought over from Scotland, from Seagram's, and he'd leach out the, the whiskey and, uh, the, some, three quarters of it was battery acid. And this is how he made his fortunes, starting off. He, when he was, when he was, his brother was caught, because he killed, killed a cop out Calgary Calgary, uh, he said, he'll get off with it, said old Sam. He says, because he says, every politician in Parliament, every politician in Parliament in Canada and, and, and the federal government was put there by Bronfman. It's always been corrupt. See, that's the real world. And folk can't believe it because they watch all these fictional series on television. Remember what Jack C. Law said. He says everything on television or in novels to do with police, the military, um, or medicine like hospitals and dramas. He says all that is propaganda, and people don't realize it. It's all propaganda to give you a fake version of reality. I remember when Brian Mulroney was a prime minister of Canada, and the Airbus scandal, to do with a contract, massive contract, uh, blew open. Because bribes were handed out all over the place. And one guy was honest enough, and he was severely punished for it. And and he said, Well, this is the normal way of doing business. He says, It's always been like this. Massive bribes are offered, uh, hoping that you get the contract. This is standard business procedure. Our Russo, Russo, that did the the movie, it was at Loose Change, I think it was called. Um, Russo is up on Google. I've heard, I can't kind of watch it because I get punished by exploring it. Uh, but he, um, he said when he started off a nightclub, or just, a, just a, like a restaurant nightclub and all the rest of it, in Chicago, he was like that. He was one of the, one of the dead. until so he got raided by the cops. And he was kind yeah. of brutally put into the police van, and uh, the guy behind him had his head smashed by a baton. And about uh, two or three weeks after this raid on his club, uh, two detectives approached him one day and uh, gave him the, the bottom line. There's three plans, A, B, or C. as premium, you know, and so on. Three plans of payoffs. It took, the cheaper one was two grand a month. And for the two grand a month one, they'd still have to radio shop, but they'd always warn them in advance to make it look real, to, to keep the politicians happy and the, and the public happy that the cops were doing their job. But nobody would get brutalized and, and they'd be let go. There'd be no more fines, you see. Um, but it's two grand a month was the, the premium policy, basically. That's the real world. And it still goes on everywhere. That's the real world we live in, folks. There's nothing like the TV. It's nothing like these people chasing terrorists across the border and they can't sleep because they got to get them and, and all that stuff. That's not how life works. So not how, not how anything, even in your local council, works. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the Matrix, just talking about how the world is really run and how it's always really been run this way. And you can go into history and you can find yourself uh, of uh, the banking deals and how they've taken over countries. It's astonishing history. There is massive history, and uh, nothing changes. Uh, They don't change anything uh, even to stop depressions because they need to basically pillage you every once or twice every century they allow you to accumulate this is the period of accumulation and they throw credit cards at you and the, the government that passes that's approved and they bring up um, shallow mortgage companies that get easy mortgages and the, and the government passes them and money passes hands all over the place and then when it's time they pull the plug and and they steal everything that you have so you have a period of accumulation and then they they, they rob you of the whole lot you see uh, this has gone down through the centuries. This is standard procedure. This is what we're for, you see, to, to to build up and allow ourselves to be plundered. And government's job is to make sure you are plundered because they always stand up on behalf of the guys who do the plundering and, and to make sure nothing happens to change the laws so they can plunder you again. That's that simple. <laughs> That's that simple. Believe you me, after one Great Depression, and they had quite a few in the 1800s, in fact, never mind the so-called Great Depression, uh, they hadn't changed a darn thing, really, really, uh, to stop it from happening. Uh, now, some of the, the, the 9-11 truth movements are still going across the countries, the U.S. and Canada and elsewhere, and some have changed their names uh, and gone into other aspects of what's happening, rather than just getting stuck on the one thing, which is good to start off, Initiates and to do you know what happened on 9-11, uh, uh, you know, that type of stuff. But they've gone further because they realize this is we're, we have to fight things that are happening every day and not just try and convince some people of the event that happened in 2001. And uh, there's one in Toronto is called Toronto Truth Seekers, for those who are interested. And they're heavily involved right now in going grassroots they're not paid uh, again it's great I don't don't like guys that are paid and funded these guys are really grassroots it's their own cash and so on and they're out trying to inform people printing up flyers and so on not to take these flu shots etc and uh So if you want to have a look at their website, maybe even help them out, or even there's even uh, you can download stuff here for your own flyers and start passing them around. It's got the data, the information, things you have to know about these inoculations, and you can get it from this website. So I'll put the link up on my websites at tonight, at the end of the show. Go into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com or any of the other ones related to it, and you'll, you'll get these links to Toronto Truth Seekers. And you can find out how to download these, these flyers. And it's organized by Mark Savari. Um, he goes out in the street, I believe, and passes them around. And it's also Black Christian. I was on his radio show once, and it's Kathy as well. So, so look into that. And these people have got a lot of information up for you to download and print up, pass around. Uh, time is running short. Last night, I know, I do know this, a, a, it's not hearsay of a doctor in a, a hospital in new york who got her h1n1 flu shot uh, and by halfway through the day she looked really really sick um, her glands and her neck were swollen uh, her eyes were running and she was sneezing coughing and all the rest of it full-blown symptoms of the flu and that didn't take long just a, just a few hours after the shot to materialize so what, what happens, you understand, once they grow these viruses, etc. in living beings, and then they kill the living being, and then they harvest the kidneys or whatever they're wanting to, to take off the, the viruses from, generally in the kidneys and the green monkey, etc. cetera, and, uh, and then they mush up into uh, a goo and uh, take away the redness, because like red things is unpleasant and um give it fancy names and stick it in you uh so i realized that you become the breeder you're the next breeder the monkey was the first breeder now you've got the virus and now it's breeding inside you and you're shedding that all around you i personally think we should get petitions up to stop people who have had inoculations i think they should be quarantined until they're no longer sneezing and spluttering all over all the rest of the public that the common sense not to get injections Because they're the fast breeders, you see. Everywhere they go, they shed them. Do you know when you get a polio shot? You're told, you should be told, by the way, that not to go near anyone who's immunocompromised. Because you can literally give them polio. Pharmacies print these things up too. Because certain medications you can take Some of the corticosteroids, since everyone's got arthritis these days, uh, you'll see these things thrown in the trash can, piles of them, because everyone's got rheumatoid arthritis because of the previous shots, because of the And But they'll tell you in it that um, if you're on cortisone because your joints are kaput, uh, thanks to the the life-saving inoculations you got, uh, then uh, stay away from people who've just had polio shots. You might get polio from them. That's from the pharmacy. So the people with the shots become the fast breeders, and these viruses multiply by the billions in them, and then they start spreading them wherever they go. We should quarantine the people who get the shots. How is that for their logic? How's that for the logics? Because the, the logic they're giving us is utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. And are trying to shame people, by the way, working in hospitals that, that in some states that haven't gone along to take the shots. What they've ordered them to do is to wear face masks to stigmatize them, you see, so to try and shame you. The the guy at the head of the United Nations says, well, shame is working, the shame ad that they put out on television is working better. Oh, if you don't get your flu shot, you're putting everyone at risk. Oh, no, fingers are pointing at you. Why not a little gold star? Little Star David, stick it on your, just like they did in the camps. How about that, eh? Because it's the same technique they're using. People don't realize what's being done to them. They should object to everything. You really should object to everything and don't allow yourself to be stigmatized. Because technically, anyway, if you're the only person in a group of a thousand who hasn't had the flu shot and they've all had their flu shot by the experts, made by experts, blah, 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 they should all be perfectly safe. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't they? By this logic. So why are they try to shame the one person who won't take the shot? You see? Now this is intimidation. Pavlovian, Skinnerian intimidation. And we shouldn't have any of it. And apart from that, no one has the right to stick anything into your body. No one. That's invasive procedures. No different from surgery. That's sticking something right into your body. When governments say they have the right to do with your body as they wish, believe you me, you're just under the most incredible tyranny that's ever existed. Because all you have is your right to your body. They're already into your mind. They've already tampered with your mind since birth to make sure you're totally brainwashed. Scientific indoctrination, as Russell called it. Now... Remember, the big picture is to, to get all the cattle, you know, those people down at the bottom, the useless eaters, as Russell and others call them, uh, out of the picture. Stop breeding the useless eaters. They're going to outbreed all the, the geniuses. Encourage the better families who can prove they can support themselves by plundering the population for billions. Uh, and that proves that they have the survival of the fittest genes in them, you see. But all the ones who, who don't do that, you know, the, the easygoing people who don't like ripping else people off, the ones at the bottom, the junk genes are left behind, they've got to stop breeding. How, how do we get them to stop? Well, you either sterilize them, uh, and that wouldn't be very pleasant if they knew. So you do it without them knowing, so you put bisphenol A and different things into uh, their food and all that, even their baby food, by the way. And I've, get, I've done lectures on that in the past. And to prove it, you know, not, if anybody wants proof, and, um, and they also do it through inoculations and different means and water and food, etc. But it's not enough. You see, we're not dying now fast enough. It's, it's bad enough that we, most people uh, are almost sterile in the Western countries. They've been here for a few generations. Uh, they want you to die faster. And this is what this greening thing is all about, too. And you're the problem. Everyone is the problem. You're just plundering the planet's resources and so on and so on. Articles from the Telegraph: Contraception is almost five times cheaper as a means of preventing climate change than conventional green technologies, according to research by the famous eh, or infamous London School of Economics, by Richard Pindar. Nice, interesting name that. We look at the meaning in Hinduism of Pindar. <clears throat> September the 9th, 2009. Every four pounds by eight bucks or so, spent on family planning over the next four decades would reduce global CO2 emissions by more than a tonne. It's amazing how we can just pick that out with thin air, eh? But that's where CO2 is. Whereas a minimum of 19 pounds would have to be spent on low-carbon technologies to achieve the same results, the research says. The report, which is entitled, Fewer Emitter, Lower Emissions, Less Cost." concludes that family planning should be seen as one of the primary methods of emissions reduction. You see how all the laws are going to come on this? Did you get it? The United Nations, oh, the one, eh? Estimates that 40% of all pregnancies worldwide are unintended. And those folks at the United Nations should know, because they are a bunch of bar stewards. I did say bar stewards, folks. I've still broken the laws here. And the go on, and on. This is if these basic family planning needs were met, 34 uh, gigatons, which is a billion tons of CO2, would be saved. It's amazing where all those statistics and the graphs have been using this since Malthus, and he was wrong on everything. But they still pull out graphs, and it's very, very impressive when we see graphs, you know. Yeah. So 34 gigatons of CO2 would be saved, equivalent to nearly six times the annual emissions of the U.S., and almost sixty times the uk's annual total, Roger Martin, chairman of the Optimum Population Trust you know that 's the bunch that want us to be reduced be reduced by more than two thirds you know said it's always been obviously, obviously, it's always been obviously obviously should be obvious that total emissions depend on the number of emitters as well as their individual emissions. The carbon tonnage can 't shoot down as we want while the population keeps shooting up. He says, remember, this is the same group that Prince Charles um, is advised by, and they have one of their head men on the British government, not elected by anybody. You see, that's not how governments run now. It's appointees for these special groups, these selected, foundation-run, non-governmental organizations made up a set of rich white men. That's in their own statement. They're rich white men Yes, well, we are the successors, you know, of generations of Darwinian better gene types, and we have the right to decide what the rest should be doing, and so they want everyone else just, just to have abortions. Yeah, that's what they want, because that's what they mean by it. And if you look at the, the histories of these very wealthy families, they're never, they're never ever, they're always in whorehouses and places of various types, depending on their preferences. And believe you me, they emit a lot of CO2 while they're in these whorehouses. They have a history of it. And some of them are quite proud of it. You can actually find history books in them. Quite a bunch. Quite a bunch. The OPT, right? Eh? Hmm. And it says here that UN data, United, United Nations data, suggesting that meet, suggests that meeting Unmet need for family planning would reduce unintended births by 72%, reducing projected world population in 2050 by half a billion to 8.64 million. The research is published on the day that the government's climate change advisors, the Climate Change Committee, another unelected bunch, warned households and industry that a planned 80% reduction in emissions are likely to prove insufficient. So it doesn't matter, you see, what you do to try and please them. They come in with a phase two and phase three and phase four until they're phased out of existence, you see. Because it's got nothing to do with what they say. Eugenics, remember, has been on the go for a long time and they call themselves the Eugenic Society. Julian Huxley was a top member of it so was Sanger that brought in all the abortion claims she should read her books by God she would put Hitler to shame no kidding she called children weeds (laughs) but of course she was talking about the wrong kind of weeds you know because after all the, the elite type with the better genes don't have weeds no they have prized roses but everyone else has weeds you see And how would they get women to go along with it? Well, it it championed what they thought was women's rights. And and, and they'd fall for it at the bottom, thinking they were going to get rights. But it was all to get them used to going. And this happened in the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was run by abortion clinics, not the pill. It was cheaper to give them abortions. Some some of the women had 8 to 10 abortions. Over a 10, 15, 20-year period. They don't care about women. They don't care at all. Eugenics has always been about, been about the masses, too much, too much in the masses. And they said at the beginning of the 20th century, in their own writings in the eugenic society, that in the future, the, the world that they wanted to bring in would be only the better type, those who had proven their, by merits their right to exist. Remember, the founder, one of the founders of the Fabian Society, Sir George Bernard Shaw, Funded by the, the Lord Astor family, he said that you will have to come to, to us when we are in charge. When we are in charge, you'll have to come to us and tell us why we should allow you to exist and be alive. Because your job will be serve them. You see, serve a world of service. Read the whole issue of international. Uh, the, 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 the RIIA should be called and the CFR's own reports, their early ones too, to bring in a world of service. Look what's happening now with these plans to bring in children, first of all, then adults, into a life of service. You'd clink, clink, clink. Remember the old cash registers Now it would ring up at the end, prrrring, and the door would shoot and, and it got the message. Yeah. This is how the world really is. Is, thing, are they, is it clinking together for people out there? I hope so until you start asserting your own rights because no one no one on this planet no one at all on this planet no human being has a right to tell you what you must do with your body no one at all they go to the toilet the same way as you do they drop their pants and sit on that toilet the same as you do there's nothing godlike about them it's just the impression of putting your heads through class systems, etc. This is the ultimate class war. Believe it or not, this is what this is. It's the ultimate class war. It doesn't matter if you call it fascism or, or communism. It's just the top class war. Same old class war as always. And the elite believe it's their time to get rid of most of you. They don't need you anymore. Now, we'll go to the callers now, and it's Brandon from Florida. Uh, Actually, hang on, Brandon, and I'll be back after this break. Through the Matrix, and we're going to Brandon from Florida. Are you there, Brandon.
0: Hey, yes, I am.
1: Oh, go ahead. Uh,
0: I just I wanted to ask about a personal question. It's Just I, uh, I was diagnosed with depression a while ago, yep. mm-hmm. and I got sucked into that trap of going to the psychiatrist and getting on some uh, some Prozac. And um, I know that. Once you go off of it, you're never the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got back on it, and I'm taking it right now. I don't know what I should do. You know, I'm still questioning, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, whether I should stay on it. I know I'm I'm just
1: sucked into this trap right now. Yeah. Uh, I know people who are uh, off it uh, need to go through a bit of a struggle because it really does uh, interfere with so many processes in your brain biochemically. And uh, I think your, your, your serotonin level is affected and all the rest of it. It really gets into that. But um, uh, you can get off it if you want to. Uh, and you might get sweats and all about you know, little cramps or even convulsive movements in your arms here and there. Once in a got twitches, you might say, until it's over with. But you, you can certainly do it. Uh, and then you come to accept the fact that there's a darn good reason to be depressed at times. We're not supposed to go through life happy, happy, manically happy like that. the ads on television say Um, You're taking life life seriously. There's there's, uh, so much to learn. It's not terribly pleasant. And what you have to learn is how to handle bad news. That's really what you have to learn. And and always give yourself the hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel. But the fact is if you understand what's going on at all, that means that they haven't conquered you totally. You understand? And, And don't worry about the depression. You eventually find ways to cope and it won't come back. There are coping mechanisms we have in ourselves. And purpose, believe you me, purpose overrides everything else. When you find purpose, that's it. Most folk go into their depression because they feel helpless and they feel hopeless and they feel that they're without purpose. they got to find purpose. And that will over, that will, that will knock out and, and clean away any depression, believe you me, once, once you start do, doing something positive. And I know people who are not making money, but they're really, out there in the streets doing things, passing things out and so on, even to start, and uh, life is hard for them, but for the first time in their lives, they start to feel that they're actually doing something that really does matter. That's so important. That's so important, yeah.
0: So when you get older, you actually, I mean, do you ever stop, you ever come to terms with, you know, how uh, complete this system is and how evil it is? I mean, it's just
1: horrible. Mm -hmm. It is, absolutely. And, and we got realize too, it's been here for an awful, awful long time. And you just don't change it overnight because you understand that it's bad and it should be changed. But what you do is, is, is you start, uh, you, you do your bit in it. People have done in previous generations, they've fought this as well. And the information that's out there today wouldn't be available if it wasn't for people from previous generations. So we are building up gradually, gradually too. And there will be a calling one day, the, the shots will be called. And uh, when they're confronted with uh, all this evidence and so on, and they really, like the king, has no clothes, they have nothing to stand on, and have nothing to cover up themselves with. And then it'll be decision time. And that is coming along the road. That is coming, you know. So right, right. that's how you've got to handle it. A long term battle. Uh, it's, been, it's been going on for ages. And generations before us have, have uh, done their bits. Always a small group, but getting bigger in every generation and leaving this wealth of information to fight back with. Uh, that's so important.
0: Yeah, well I know they're trying to do their best to switch gears now and move it into another
1: stage. So yeah, they have to, they have to because with so much dope on them, you might say, that they have to move fast now. But we don't have to go along with them. That's the trick to it. But thanks for calling. Yeah. And uh, that's about it for tonight. So from Hamish, myself, and Canada, it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.